Welcome to Japanatron. My name is Dave Pavlina. Japanatron is a podcast about Japan and Japanese culture and life in Japan. What are we do what are we doing today? Alright. Today I want to talk about Japanese obsessions. Okay, now these are things I've noticed that Japanese people seem to be obsessed with. Okay? Now I'm I'm not saying these are necessarily bad things. Okay, every culture has um, its obsessions, you know, things that are very important to that culture, okay? This, this is a list of things I've noticed in Japan that seem to be very important to Japanese people, okay? Uh, to the point to where they're, they're kind of obsessed with them, maybe more so than I would be, or other people would be from other cultures. Okay, let's, let's jump right into this. Oh, one thing before I begin, actually, I want to give yet another <laughs> disclaimer. I love starting my episodes with disclaimers. You know, like I said, these aren't necessarily bad things, so don't give me a lot of shit like, oh, you're racist! <laughs> okay, so, so don't, you know, the internet, it just breeds asshole dumb, so just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so that, that's my disclaimer for today. Um, hi, everybody, welcome, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, let's let's start. I, I've done my uh, my disclaimer. Number one, floor cleanliness. Japanese love a clean motherfucking floor. Everything else can be shitty, can be dirty, whatever. That floor has got to be spick and span motherfucking clean. <laughs> they love a clean floor. Take your shoes off, and you don't fucking do anything on that floor. <laughs> I don't want your dirty shoes and shit on the floor, okay? They love a clean floor. They are obsessed with floor cleanliness. Okay, why is this? Because in Japan, in Japanese culture, uh, a lot of shit happens on the floor. Okay, and I'm, I'm, I don't mean shit, literally. I mean a lot of stuff happens on the floor. They're, they're eating on the floor, they're sleeping on the floor, they're, uh, they're fucking on the floor. Uh, everything is happening on the floor in Japanese houses. That's the traditional way to do it. They had the tatami mats, right? And everything happens on the floor. Okay, it's not a Western house. They got um, they got chairs with no legs on them. Okay, they got the what do they call them? The zaisu. Uh, they got the zabuton. Right, you're sitting on the floor. You're, you're having your meals. Not literally on the floor. You got these low tables. Okay, but the floors are so clean you can eat off them if you really wanted to. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating there, but um, so lots of stuff. Lots and lots of things happen on the floor, okay? So this is kind of the reason why floor cleanliness is so important here, and they're obsessed with it. Okay, my personal thing, yeah, the floor is cool. You know, you feel like you're in Japan, you got the izakaya, you know, the traditional style izakaya, you take your shoes off, you're kind of sitting on the floor. You might have this kind of table that's recessed into the floor. You know, they're a little bit more comfortable, that's cool and all. You know, you really feel, okay, I'm in Japan. But, you know, sometimes I just want to sit in a normal fucking chair, man. You know, there's something to be said for a normal chair. And a lot of times I just want it that way. 
And one problem you have is when you mix the west with the east in one apartment, okay? And where I used to live, I used to have those um, zaisu, I think that's what you call them. They're like these chairs with no legs, and you're kind of sitting on the floor. I used to have those mixed with like western chairs, and I had like a western bed. And it got kind of annoying, because you'd have western this and eastern that, and um, you know you're up on you're up on a normal chair, and then you're down on the floor, you know, and it started kind of hurting my back and my legs, you know, and I kind of see if you have everything one style, it's probably better, okay? If you mix and match, uh, I don't know, I ran into problems with that, okay? And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and stretch, stretch it a little bit, but sometimes. And bear with me here. Sometimes I'll be walking around Japan, you know, through the train station or whatever, and I see someone with really bitched up legs. You know, they can't walk, okay? And I don't mean to be an asshole, but I don't know what the reason is for that, okay? It, it is it muscular dystrophy? What is it, okay? And it's usually a guy, and I've seen girls too, but whatever, it's usually someone just, they can't walk right, and it's just really bitched up legs, okay? And I swear to God, my theory on this is that it's too much sitting on the floor. I just don't think it's that great for you, okay? And I know I'm, I'm totally digressing here, but while I'm on the topic of, of doing everything on the floor, I'm just not that big of a fan of it. It's just not very comfortable, and I think the Western-style chair is just better. <laughs> so, fine. You know, if you're a big fan of it, fine. You know, enjoy it. Enjoy the floor. I don't really enjoy the floor all that much. And my theory is that when I see someone walking around in Japan with really bitched-up legs, they can't walk right. I think that's the reason, man. They, there's just too much sitting on the floor. So, bless the West for that. Give me a normal chair, and I'm happy with that. But... If you want to know the reason behind the, the obsession with uh, floor cleanliness, it's because a lot of shit happens on the floor, okay? So, let's move on. I've talked about the fucking floor enough. Uh, next, the presentation. Number two, Japanese are obsessed with presentation. It's all about the presentation. I love saying that to myself. Um, there's a theme in Japan, and they are just obsessed with presentation. And I think it's a cool thing. When you have a beautiful sushi dinner, sashimi, sushi, whatever, it is, it is meticulously presented. It is a piece of art. It is a work of art. It is gorgeous. It looks fantastic. It looks amazing. There are colors. There are textures. Everything. And it's, it's just interesting to me how it's, just not, it's not just about the taste or the flavors. It's about the colors and the presentation. And it's interesting how the presentation can actually whet the appetite. You're sitting there, and you have this work of art in front of you with all these different colors and things, and it's not just smell and taste and everything, it's the sight. And uh, they do it really well. Um, and there's a lot of other things, you know, the, the way th stuff is packaged, the way it's wrapped. There's a lot of things in Japan where they are obsessed with presentation. Um, and the two big ones is the food, like I said, and the women. I will tell you, the women present themselves unbelievably perfectly. They are presented, the, the makeup, the fashion, the hair, everything is just presented unbelievably perfect, perfectly. 
<laughs> you like that? I screwed up the word perfect. <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> so, women, food, those are the big ones. There's lots of other examples, but Japanese are obsessed with presentation, and they do it really, really well. Uh, they just, um, they want to present everything really perfectly. Um, and I think that really flows with, with uh, the themes I presented in Japan in previous episodes. Um, that's all about, that's about all everything I have to say about that one. Next, number three, age. Japanese are obsessed with age. How old are you? You'll get that question a lot. You'll also see um, people's ages on TV all the time. When they have like a celebrity or they're interviewing someone, it could just be like an unknown salary man. It could be a celebrity. They will always, usually, always, put the person's age up there. You'll get asked it a lot as well. Uh, why do they do this? Um, it's an age-based hierarchy they have here. Uh, it determines your status. And they want to figure out where you are in relation to them. Are you older than them by a lot? Uh, are you the senpai? Are you the senior? Are you the kohai? Are you the junior? Where are you? They they kind of get their bearings. It's almost like they're their status compass uh, with the age. Um, they have respect for the age, uh, probably more so than cultures like my home culture in America. Uh, they have a respect for the age of day. So they do have this thing. Um, do they make fun of old people? Do, does the young guy go, ah, motherfucking grandma, get out of my way, shaking his fist out the window? I'm sure that happens. Come on. But... Um, Age is important here. They're a little bit obsessed with it because it really determines uh, where they are in relation to you. Uh, number four. Uh, Japanese are obsessed with cuteness. Oh, it's all about the kawaii. Kawaii. Um, this is the land of cute. Not really sexy. Japanese girls um, aspire to be cute. They want to just 150% um embody the word cute um sexy uh, it's here of course it's not so so big of a deal and you see that you know your image of japanese culture i'm sure is you know the idols the cute little beep 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 beep, beep the hello kitty type of thing <laughs> did you like that beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> that's the image that's supposed to paint a picture in your head that sound um so that's the aspiration of, I would say, that you know, Japanese girls. They want to be cute. It's not even just the Japanese girls. I'll see older women, 40s, 50s, even 60s, uh, with these like little Hello Kitty type of things hanging off their smartphones and whatever. Stuff that, like, you know, you know pre-adolescent girls would be doing will be done by older Japanese women. And it's not strange here. Whereas in my country, it would probably be a little odd. <laughs> More than a little odd. So, yeah, kawaii, cuteness. They love it, okay? And most people already know that. That's probably the foreign image of Japan. A very strong foreign image of Japan. Uh, let's see, what are we on? Uh, five. Um, I kind of I touched on this one with the presentation. Uh, but a more general one is Japanese are obsessed with perfection. Um, and that was my image before I moved here, is they're anal, they're uh, obsessive-compulsive, um, and this was my kind of country, because I'm just like that. My mom, being a math teacher, 
she infected me with this OCD thing <laughs> and I got to have everything parallel and clean and tidy. And yeah, I got it more so than normal people do. Um, and I fit in here really well. Um, I did have that image, um, and it is true to a point, but there's plenty of Japanese slobs I've met. People with really fucked up houses, this shit thrown everywhere, offices, desks, whatever. So uh, that image of Japanese being really tidy, it, it's not 100% true, but I'll say one obsession I've noticed is this kind of perfection. Um, and let me explain it. Uh, let me explain. Um, I often hear stories of how, like, Japanese companies will relentlessly pursue the best way to make something, or maybe how to improve on something. Um, and a, a good example is, this is essentially how companies like, you know, Toyota and Sony, that's how they made all their money. Um, they didn't really innovate. There's nothing really groundbreaking coming out of here. Uh, but they perfected something. They perfected manufacturing processes. They perfected um, the design of something to the point to where it's it's really reliable and a really solid, well-selling product, okay? When you think about Toyota and Sony, you don't really think about, like, Apple, you know? There's nothing really groundbreaking in the design. They took previous designs, previous innovations, and they made them perfect. And, you know, another good example is Toyota. Ford with its, you know, Henry Ford's assembly line. Okay, America was making the cars and blah, blah, blah. Japan took a lot of those concepts and ideas and just fucking perfected the shit out of it. This clockwork engineered that shit. And now Toyota is the kick-ass car maker, right? There's nothing like Ferrari, you know, Toyota's not really known for making these really badass, you know, groundbreaking designs. These really, like, wow, the shit out of you designs. Um, but they are known for making extremely reliable, popular cars. You know, if you want a really reliable car, it's not going to fuck up on you. Um, and it's going to last a very long time, and you're going to get a lot of mileage out of that shit. It's Toyota, right? That's what Japan is really obsessed with, is that kind of perfection. Okay. Um, so, you know, when you compare companies like Apple to Sony, they both make extremely good, solid, you know, popular products. Um, but Apple's probably the one known more for their, like, wow, you know, wow, the shit out of you designs. Sony and Toyota, not so much. But they're, they make a really solid, popular product, and that's where they get their profit, right? And so, you know, this kind of makes sense, because Japan's economy now in this day and age, is based heavily on service and the intellectual property. Japan can't really compete with Japan with China's, um, you know, low-cost manufacturing engine. You can't really compete with that. No one can. China's got that billion people and that really low um, cost of um, labor, and no one can really compete with that manufacturing engine. So Japan's really got this kind of first world intellectual property, okay? We, our main, you know, thing is human capital in the sense of designing techniques and procedures, how to manufacture something. Not, we can't really manufacture, manufacture stuff on such a scale, you know, on the scale that China can. You know, we'll probably end up manufacturing it in China, but we're going to take this research 
and these techniques that we've perfected um, and apply them, you know, these processes, and that's our strength. That's what Japan has, and that's the kind of perfection that Japan is obsessed with. Uh, they dedicate their human capital to perfection of technique and processes. Um, and I noticed that a lot. And when you look at the history of, you know, all of Japan's money and their profits and their most famous companies, that's what they're really doing well, and that's what they're obsessed with. Um, so it's really interesting. Um, okay, moving on. Got a little scientific on you there. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Last ones. Number six. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a funny one. Um, Japanese people are obsessed um, when they pick up a hobby. <laughs> when they pick up a new hobby, they get really decked out for it. <laughs> I don't. I don't really get this one. I notice this the most with um, cycling and running. Okay, <laughs> I've started recently cycling to work. Okay, I got a decent bicycle, a folding bicycle, so I can fold it up and bring it into my office. Okay, and I got something decent um, because I want decent equipment, um, but at the same time, I don't need you know a three thousand, four thousand dollar bicycle, you know. <laughs> But some Japanese people, and as significant numbers, I was starting to cycle to work, and I see significant numbers of Japanese people decked out like the Tour de France. <laughs> and they're just fucking going to work! This is just the morning commute. And they got the road bike with the fucking computer on it, and the helmet, you know, with the slicked back helmet. It's all aerodynamic. And the sunglasses, and the whole jersey, and the bicycle shorts, and the clipless pedals, you know? You're just going to the fucking office! <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> Why do you gotta get so decked out? Why is it Tour de France on the way to work in the morning with Japanese cyclists? I don't get it. But that's just a thing they're obsessed with. They love getting decked out. They have to have the best possible thing when they pick up a hobby. Now, I don't even know how they really fall on the scale of cyclists. You know, are they really, really fucking good? They look good. They look pro. You know, they got all this, like, crazy, crazy equipment. You know, and they're decked out. And you see these groups of cyclists, like... I get it. You know, you want to you want to look badass and you want to have the best stuff. You know, it's there's something to be said for having really decent equipment, you know? And I believe in that. There's balance, you know? Um when I you know, I play guitar. I'm not pro, you know, but there's balance here. I want a good enough guitar so that I don't get frustrated with it, you know, and throw it down, you know, and give up the hobby. You know, you want to have good enough equipment so it doesn't, you know, turn you off the actual hobby. But at the same time, I don't need this, like, mother-of-pearl inlaid work-of-art guitar. Because I feel like I'm not going to be worthy of it. You know, if I bust out this, like, $4,000 guitar at a show, I, I better be worthy of that. I better be one fuck of a guitarist completely shredding on that thing. And if I'm not, uh, what a damn shame, you know, because I look like a fucking idiot. 
And I don't know, man, I've seen a lot of Japanese people, they have this crazy expensive guitar, crazy expensive bike, or even running equipment. They're just all decked out like the track star, dude. And, um, yeah, you know, I get it. You know, you want to have the best shit, you know, so that you really, you know what to aspire to in the hobby. Maybe, Maybe it motivates you to keep it up and keep going with it. But I don't know, man. When you're when you're decked out like that, <laughs> I just kind of giggle. Like, dude, you gotta be really badass, you know. And when you're cycling to work in the morning, decked out like Tour de France, I don't know, man. There's just something funny about it, and it's just kind of weird. It's kind of an odd obsession, you know, because I want to be worthy of my gear. And you know, even if I'm decked out like Tour de France on a weekend, you know, I'm doing the road cycling thing. I don't know, man. I just got this hesitation to go to work dressed like that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, do you do you put on the shirt and tie when you get to work? I mean, why why do you have to commute to work, like, decked out like Tour de France? You know, I don't really get it. And one of my best friends from the U.S., he, he, he was obsessed and still is with the reverse version of that. And I really love this kind of thing he had. Um... He had the reverse obsession. He wanted to get really, really good with something that looked like a piece of shit. Because he thought that that would actually garner way more respect. And I'll give you a few examples with what the kind of crazy stuff he did. Well, it's not even that crazy, but he's a real, like, hardcore engineer type. And we used to go paintballing, okay? And, you know, there's all these people with these decked out guns, you know, the customized this and that and silver and polished and, you know, custom paint jobs on these paintball guns. And granted, some of these people were really, really badass. And a lot of them were. Um, And they had this like really expensive decked out gun. My friend, on the other hand, was really pretty fucking good at paintballing, but he wanted a gun that looked like a piece of shit. So he would buy like a mid range gun. Okay, and he would deck it out, but he wouldn't deck out the look of it. He would deck out just the internals, the stuff you couldn't really see. He would get a nice barrel, but it would be just a really like modest looking barrel, really nice barrel. But you know, in the end, his gun looked really modest. It didn't look like anything. You know, he kind of wanted to scratch it up, make it look even more like a piece of shit. So then, when he's walking in the field, everyone's looking at him. You know, holding their like badass custom gun. And he just looks like a dumbass, you know, like he just walked in off the street, you know, a total amateur beginner type with this kind of like really piece of shit looking gun. But then he just wipes up the floor with everybody because he's totally badass because he, he thought stuff like that. And I totally agree with this stuff like that really speaks volumes about your actual skill. You know, if you have, you know, like they say, it's not the wand, it's the wizard, right? <laughs> so... He, he was all about the wizardry, you know, and not so much about the wand. You know, he wanted decent stuff, but he wanted it to kind of look like a piece of shit. You know, and he would deck it out, you know, as much as possible um, and keep it really modest looking. He also did that with bicycles and I think even with cars as well. He's a real hardcore engineer, and I really respect that about him because he had the a reverse version of this Japanese obsession where it wasn't about the look, it was about the actual skill level. You know, it was the wizard, not the wand, you know. So I think that was, I think that's more of a kind of a cool thing to do. 
I more balance it. You know, I don't want something flashy, but I want equipment that is good. It's going to work for me. It's going to be reliable and it's not going to turn me off whatever hobby I'm picking up, you know, and maybe, you know, later I can upgrade to something more badass. But, you know, I don't, I don't know, man, I don't want to commute looking like Tour de France. And there's, there's just a lot of Japanese that have this like odd obsession when they pick up a hobby, they got to get real decked out with it. And it kind of makes me laugh. It kind of makes me giggle when I see that. And I've just noticed it a lot more since I've been cycling the work, you know, lately. And I don't know, maybe you, um, if you're living in Japan or visited Japan, you might notice this obsession as well. Um, But yeah, I think I've said um, what I've wanted to say today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Those are my list of Japanese obsessions. Uh, Maybe you've noticed some other ones. Uh, Get in touch. Let me know. Um, If you want to get in touch, you want to follow me, all that shit, uh, you go to japanatron.com. That will take you to my main site, which has my blog, which is mondaiji.com. And I got all the Twitter and the Facebook and all those follow me uh, links up at the top. Um, So, yeah. Take care, and you have a very nice day. All right? Toodles. Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.